I'm Kate Daniels. Life can be so difficult, and so we need to have hope. For some people, the challenges are so huge. But here in the Puget Sound area, we have the Recovery Cafe, which does such important work and helps individuals to heal and have their dignity. The executive director of Recovery Cafe is David Coffey, who joins us to bring a special coffee to our morning. David Coffey, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. I am thrilled to be here. And I am really delighted that we have this opportunity because the Recovery Cafe is just such an incredible resource in our community. The fact that uh, it essentially keeps growing is indicative of the work that is that it, you do as Recovery Cafe, but also the need that exists in our community. So for anyone who might not be familiar with Recovery Cafe, can you kind of give us an overview of who you are and what you do? Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to. Uh, so Recovery Cafe is a recovery support center in really a beautiful cafe setting. And um, at any given time, about half of the people that we serve are living unhoused and generally about 80% of our population that comes to recovery cafe uh, either is unhoused or has experienced being unhoused. Uh, And what we are is we want to be this community of radical hospitality that welcomes people into the space where everyone is walking on the recovery journey together. And we say that everyone is in recovery from, for something So some people are in recovery from grief, some from substance use disorder, some from other mental health challenges. It kind of runs a whole spectrum of of reasons people come because people self-identify if they need a community like Recovery Cafe. And what we aren't is a drop-in center. We're a membership organization. So uh, people can be our guests for three times. And then after that, we ask them to become a member and members have rights and responsibilities. That includes being drug and alcohol free in the space, being a contributor in some way to the operation of the cafe. So some of our crew helps welcome people. Some people help cook. Some people help clean. But the concept isn't that staff, um, you know, have their feet up on the desk and are eating bonbons. The concept (laughs) is that everyone together is helping make it happen. Um, And then finally, we have what's called a recovery circle, which is a small, loving accountability support group. And that's a requirement of membership. We want everyone to attend one of those small groups. Um, and that's a requirement for staff as well. All the staff also have a, um, a group that they attend. And really, that's really those groups are the core of who we are and what we do. Because if you've been in a place of substance use disorder or mental health crisis for some time, you're generally speaking pretty isolated. Uh, you know, one of our founders said when she was trying to stop drinking, her family didn't believe it, that she was really going to get sober. And all the people she had been hanging out with, her friends were like, if you're not drinking, we don't want you to hang out with us. And if she was trying not to drink, hanging out with them was not a good thing. So it's a really lonely place. And so what we know at Recovery Cafe is true for everyone is that we all need to know and be known, to love and be loved, and to feel a sense of belonging somewhere. And that really, at some level, starts with that recovery circle. And then, you know, we, have, we serve meals. Um, our Soto, we have a site in Soto, which is breakfast and lunch, and then a site in South Lake Union, which is lunch and dinner. Um, our Soto site is open Monday through Friday, and our South Lake Union site is open Tuesday through Saturday. So we provide recovery support six days a week. Uh, and also, it's 
sort of a wraparound of different holistic services. So we have a school for recovery, which has classes ranging from writing to yoga to a walking club uh, and, and kind of everything on this in between smart recovery. I, I could talk about the school for recovery for hours if you want. And then we have a computer lab. We have access to bus tickets and practical things that people need. Um, and we have, uh, we connect you with other resources. So while we don't do housing, we'll connect you to housing. We don't do employment, but we'll connect you to employment. What we really want to be is that foundation of support for people to, uh, build a found, uh, to build a platform of, uh, long-term recovery and mental health wellness. And I can only imagine how these resources are just in such great demand because we know what the situation here is in the Seattle, the greater Seattle area, the Puget Sound area, in terms of of the unhoused in terms of people with mental health issues and a lack of resources really to fulfill that. So having what seems like this little oasis in the middle of the big city for persons to come there and be a member, to feel a sense of connection really has to go quite a distance, I, I feel, to bring them some sort of, of uh, healing or at least some comfort. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, you know what? You should come to our fundraiser because you understand exactly what we're trying to do. <laughs> Well, um, and, and, and you, know, you know, yes, uh, just to interject there, I, I'm going to be at the fundraiser, and that's part of the, the uh, focus of our connection today is to let people know about your work, say that this fundraiser is happening, but even if you can't be there, to still understand the need to support this very important work that is happening here. Well, yeah, thank you. I, I should say that it's it's going to be... Uh, Thursday, September 21st. It's at noon at the Seattle Center. And um, we do need people to register before they come. So the website is just www.recoverycafe backslash capital S as in standing, capital I as in in, and capital G as in gap, standing in the gap. So again, that's recoverycafe.org backslash Capital S is in standing, capital I is in in, and capital G is in gap, standing in the gap. And it is an hour-long program. I promise it'll only be 60 minutes, and it's from noon to one. And it's at the Seattle Center, right? Yes, yes. And there's more details on the website when you register about where on Seattle Center. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that is handled that there is this great event, but... If people don't, and you can, we'll be hearing a lot more, of course, at the event about more of the work and potentially even hearing from someone who has made use of the services of the cafe. Is that right, David? That's right. We have an amazing speaker. She's actually an alum. So she uh, um, really, she, she, she will, she'll share this and much more eloquently than I am right now, but that recovery cafe really became the pivot point in her life. Um, she was she had she's undergone an incredible amount of life trauma um, and had been self-medicating with um, drugs and alcohol for many years. And Recovery Cafe was really a turning point for her. But she is she's just wonderful. Her name's Leslie, and she's going to share part of that story on Thursday. Um, we'll also have our founder, Killian No speak, and she is just truly a visionary. And I think people will really... Uh, 
it will really speak to their hearts hearing her speak. Um, you know, you said earlier about creating connection, and Johan Hari said that the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. And Killian has a way of helping everyone feel more connected to each other. That's just really inspiring. So uh, I think people will also really appreciate that. We'll have a performance by our choir, uh, and we'll have a short video that will tell the story of a couple more people uh, engaged in the work at Recovery Cafe. So, but again, it's 60 minutes. We're very uh, committed to keeping it um, short and sweet, but also meaningful. And so we can just utilize then our lunch break to attend this, hear an important message, support an ex- incredibly important organization, and then get back to whatever work or I- whatever it is that we're involved in, right? Absolutely. And you'll, you, and you'll leave saying that was one of the best hours I invested all year. Um, and I should say that the event is free and we will provide lunch. So there will be an ask for support um, and that. But it's, I think it's a relatively um, welcoming ask. It's not like, you know, if you can give, great. If you, if you can't, we're always looking for volunteers or other connections. Um, and it, I, I, think I, I'm a little biased, but in my opinion, it'll be one of the most inspiring hours you'll have this whole year. Well, I know that I am certainly looking forward to it. And I'm aware of the work, but even that... I just want to be there because I think it makes such a difference to hear firsthand and to be among, again, here we are in a community setting of other people that, that want to hear and want to support. I think I think in that in itself is then a message of, of hope and what we can do together. Amen. Yeah. You know, one, I, I love how you put that. I, one of the things that Killian, the founder, uh shared that just continues to stay with me is that when, when you engage in the work of hope and healing in whatever way that is, it, it be it the work of recovery cafe, be it the work of um, Catholic community services or all the other great organizations out there, not only are you connecting with that work, but you really connect yourself with all the hope and healing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that, that just, that stays with me. And I think people will walk out of the event really feeling that. And, oh, if there's anything that we really have to, we want to feel or we need is that sense of hope because there there's certainly so many messages or so many visuals. And, and I don't like to listen to the news because I, I just feel if I need to know something, I'll find out. I don't have to sit there and be inundated with so much negativity. So here we're going mm-hmm. to get this me- positive message and that, again, that what the good thing that's happening in our community that we can in some way be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And I I think you really have captured what that hour is all about. So you were saying it's, it is a small ask, but I want to mention that I saw uh, in the promotion for the luncheon that there is a $250,000 matching gift available. So that is significant because what the cafe offers, there's membership, but the members receive all of these benefits free of charge, correct? That is correct. And, and maybe when, you know, when I said it's a small ask, what I, what I meant maybe to clarify a little bit is that um, what we say is if this feels right for you, please give. And if it doesn't feel right for you, we trust that you'll uh, give where you, you do feel called to give. But not, but, you know, I don't know, sometimes you go to the fundraiser, it's like, if you don't give today, the puppy will die. And you just feel (laughs) like, oh, Lord, it won't be like that. 
I mean, so yes, certainly we are trying to make our match, um, which is, you know, if we can raise another 250,000 on um, Thursday, then we'll make our, our entire match. It's a dollar for dollar match. Um, and, and then to your point, that all goes to the supporting the work of the cafe and membership is free. So we do have the rights and responsibilities of being a member, but membership does not cost a dime. And and that's the thing that's beautiful there, too. You know, it doesn't cost the dime, but the cost, if you will, is then we put ourselves in there. It is that commitment, that serving in whatever role, whatever talent we have is being utilized within the cafe or perhaps even just outside the the, the parameters of the cafe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, in that way, I think that, you know, given, given what we're looking at in our world today, this is a big number, but on the other hand, it's not that big a number. And I dare say that there are, there are some organizations in our, our world who, um, or some people in that one, 1% category, they wouldn't even bat an eyelash, uh, at this writing a check for this amount of money. But it's not about them doing that. This is about we as community really seeing that need, being supported, and being a partner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, getting connected to that need and to that solution. Right. So it's it's a wonderful thing that's going on. And, and if the luncheon doesn't work, there is a, a donate button on the website for Recovery Cafe. But you also mentioned that maybe, you know, for some persons, it's a matter of volunteering, which is a huge thing. Uh, and, and we are such a volunteering community here in the Northwest, in the Seattle area. So uh, there are ways to become involved personally and, and give of our time, right, David? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and we have a variety of volunteer opportunities. And you're right, that people in the Northwest are so generous with their time and resources. Uh, we, so, for example, today we had a resource connection day. We do that the third Friday of every month. So we had about 25 different providers here. And then we also provide uh, tangible things that people need. So hygiene items, uh, feminine products. Uh, today we gave out shirts. Uh, Brooks is one of our partners, so often we have shoes to give out. Um, there's great food. Um, and then the vet van was here to help people with their free pet care. Um, we, Country Doctor has a health center that's open. Uh, we, It's a good place to get vaccines. So we need a lot of volunteers to pull that day off. So that's a if people want to do kind of a one-time volunteering opportunity. But then we also have volunteers who come every week and are part of the regular operation of the cafe. Um, and then finally, for like people who are looking like for a group volunteer activity, um, we have what's called uh, open mic, which is it's kind of an interesting story. I, I learned about it when I first started the cafe that some of our members were saying, well, you know, I understand I'm going to die if I don't stop using drugs and alcohol, but I guess that means I'm just never going to have fun again. And open mic is one of the antidotes to that. But yeah, no, there can be fun and be joy without drugs and alcohol. There are other ways to stimulate your dopamine. Uh, and so open mic, it's the, the rule is it needs to be PG rated, but people tell jokes, uh, do uh, sing, lip sync, uh, share poetry. 
Um, and so often we'll have outside groups uh, bring in a dinner and serve it that night. So it's kind of a, a nice change of pace for everyone. And it's also a great way for different groups of uh, people. We've had everything from Girl Scout troops to churches to uh, architecture firms uh, come in and, and make that meal happen. So, yeah, again, many ways to get involved on the volunteer spectrum as well. Well, that sounds like both fun and rewarding. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That that sounds really great. So and so you were mentioning how there was this um community resource or a resource connection day that happened. Uh mm-hmm. and that's a monthly event that yes. right that goes on. And and that one is held um at at the Lake Union. Oh, no, it's actually at the at the Soto site. We have a we don't have a parking lot at the South Lake Union site, but we do have one at the Soto site. So it's yeah, it a big chunk of it happens uh, in the parking lot, and then the other part of it happens inside. And that is located at 42026 Ab South. So it's one block north and one block uh, east of the Soto Costco, is how I describe the location. Ah, yes. So, and that is the newer location. I think it happened in, or opened in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> We, we had our grand opening. We had more than 200 people in the mayor here in January 2020. And on March 17th, 2020, we closed it as a gathering space uh, because of COVID. We, it, it, our board determined it was more dangerous for who we serve for us to be open as a gathering space than for us to be closed. And so what we did is we converted our Soto site, became a, what's known as an enhanced shelter um, and that was really, we were partnering with King County. Uh, King County was worried about the surge capacity of the emergency rooms um, for, for the hospitals. You know, everyone was looking at New York and kind of terrified. And then um, at our South Lake Union site, you know, a lot of people count on us for, for food on a daily basis. We stood up a um, to-go meal program. And so we served, uh, um, I think, over the course of COVID, we served close to 100,000 to-go meals out of that South Lake Union site. So, um, and I'm happy to report that both sites now are reopened and we're serving food inside. We, we don't do the to-go meal program anymore, thankfully. And so on that note, with the food, uh, providing, ba- really, it's two meals a day for, for members. But th- when we see people who are, stand on the street corners and are hungry... It seems like, you know, we could really give them direction, you know, to how to help themselves to have a meal and and start on a path to to feeling like finding the real self, finding their soul, basically. Yeah, I, I yes, I I I hear you what you're saying. I think I would caution. I I generally speaking, when someone uh, I. Offer them something like granola bars or a bottle of water um, and tell them about Recovery Cafe. But I've found that starting with telling them about Recovery Cafe, it just, um, it's generally speaking, not uh, welcomed. Mm. But but if you can kind of create uh, an opening, like here, it looks like you're hungry. Here's a granola bar. And have you heard about Recovery Cafe? It's, I found that that's more successful, but I, I just say that so your listeners, um, I just want one, 
someone have a really bad experience right out of the box, bringing that up when they're, you know, talking to someone up who's next to them in their car or something like that. Mm, point, but try, yeah. yeah. Point well taken. Thank you, David. You who do this work on a day-to-day basis certainly have that kind of insight and awareness that, uh, you know, I stand back here and I'm I'm thinking about it and I think, here's the solution. So thank you. I, I appreciate that guidance. I think we all do. No problem. Learn <laughs> 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 it the hard way. <laughs> so thinking again about the... Um, the Soto Center Recovery Cafe, you also have, I think it's a monthly um, health clinic that goes on. Uh, so we, we have a, yeah, we have a health center at the Soto site. And um, that is open three days a week ah. and staffed by our partner, Country Doctor. And then um, Bastyr University does a naturopathic clinic on Mondays. They're taking the summer off but I am hopeful they will be restarting this fall. Um, so Country Doctor here is here Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday in the morning. And they provide fairly basic health services. But it's, it's really a good place. You know, for a lot of our members, they've really had pretty terrible experiences with our medical system. And so the only time they want to go is when things are really catastrophic. So you end up in the emergency room which is not really a trauma-informed environment. And, uh, and that's also just the worst way to do it, it it's, you know, to wait till it's absolutely catastrophic. Um, so what we're, what we're working to create here at the Soto site, I'm, I, actually, I'm at the Soto site right now, is that using the trust that we've created with the people we serve to encourage them to access the medical service before it's a crisis. But also, while the cafe is a drug and alcohol-free space, the health center is not. And so the health center could also say, hey, David, you know, if you could get a couple days drug and alcohol free and go check out this incredible resource literally right next door. You know, we're in the same building. Uh, that's the concept. So I think someday it will be a national model. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And so far it's been going well. You know, we, we took a bit of a step back with COVID, but we're open and going strong again. And do you find that it is in pretty great demand that there's always someone waiting to see the the doctor? No, I think that there, it, it's a steady, but there's definitely at this point there certainly we can serve more people. I think the word is still getting out there. So now the best year university appointments would usually fill up in about the first twenty minutes. So I anticipate when they come back that will happen again because they're here for a fairly limited amount of time and it's such a great service. But there is still definitely uh, room for more people to come and access the the health center. And again, that, you know, is the Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday. Right. Well, the fact that that is available and not having to think about an emergency, the emergency clinic or the emergencies uh, at the hospital where one could wait. I've heard horrific stories of waiting for hours uh, here there is that opportunity to just be seen quite readily because, as you say, there's there still is, is room for people. And uh, hopefully as the demand increases, there will be then more um, what health personnel who will want to participate to to really fill that need. Yeah, and, and I should say, you know, it, 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 the, the services here are very, you know, basic health services. So... Um, 
if someone has a, a, a significant injury or something, they should go straight to the ER because that, what, that's what we would <laughs> – if someone came here, we would send them to the ER. So I, I just – to be really transparent, it's, it's, it's a beginning of inviting people into participating in, um, in, in feeling agency in their own health care but we definitely are not um, equipped to do any sort of significant kind of medical care. Okay. Point well taken. And then as I look at my notes in terms of the um, resource connection, as you had today, there's all there was evidently a dental van that was present? Well, you know, <laughs> there was supposed to be. Uh-huh. They, um, they also depend on volunteers, and so they had to uh, postpone today and they will be here on the 19th so they had to push back a little bit Um, but generally speaking they are here for the resource connection day and i would say that is um such a great need and the sign up for that always fills up almost immediately yes because even in the best of circumstances sometimes it feels like dental care is um not what cost very cost effective no i guess that's it it's just well, costly you don't fund it it's it's if you if you don't have private insurance it's very difficult to access good dental care and um I, frankly as as a country we should we got to be able to figure this out people should be able to get i mean some of the the uh, situations of people in just intense pain and, um, and, and not being able to access dental care. I just, it kind of blows me away that as a country, we can't do that better. You know, we, we, we've made significant progress on, um, I think the affordable care act has really helped us make progress on um, medical and behavioral health, but dental care is still something we've got to figure out. And then the, the challenge for me with this in this day and age, when we have so much greater awareness, the connection uh, of our of our mouth health, our dental health to our, the rest of our body, particularly to our heart, you know, they, they there is the the research on that, and yet that we wouldn't give this priority to you know prevent some other of these really uh, big ticket items or just big. T- items in terms of our personal health that yes it's very mind-boggling yeah 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 here's here's the thing there's a there's a children's book called if i were in charge of the world Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you then you think, okay, if I were in charge of the world, what would we do? Can they give us that authority and say, okay, you know, just dream your big dream, get it started, and we will find the resources to make it happen? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> me too. Uh, Got to think no. about that. But in the meantime, since that's just this kind of wistful dream, but who knows? You know, we. As we dream, uh, we can begin to put some foundation under it and make things happen. But that's where I think here we have Recovery Cafe. We have this great luncheon standing in the gap that's uh, coming up this week on Thursday, the 21st. That That's one way. This I think Recovery Cafe has some of that model in place of of being able to bring services to to bring that heart and humanity to individuals for them to have hope. And and we get even more hope because we're partners in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to your point, you know, Recovery Cafe started out as this dream that our 
founders had, Killian, Ruby, and Mary. Uh, and it's started out in a 1,700-square-foot uh, space. And today there are 60 recovery cafes operating around the country, including, you know, the two sites here. So absolutely, you know, you, we, have, we all have to start somewhere. And this, this is a dream that's become a reality that is literally impacting, for the good, thousands of lives. Yes. And as you mentioned, yeah, so I just want to encourage people to come and experience the, that, this movement. It's, it's really exciting and, and really inspiring. I, 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 I can't say enough about how much I get out of the, the being part of a solution feeling that I, that I feel that Recovery Cafe is and that I think people will feel on Thursday. Oh, that is so great. It's, it's really life-giving, isn't it, David? Yes. It is. I, I mean, there are definitely hard days, and um, we're, we're losing a lot of people right now, particularly to fentanyl, but uh, there's also those great days. And our member speaker, it, she's just, she's amazing, and where the, what she's gone through and where she is today is just, it, it's mind-blowing in such a great way. I am so looking forward to hearing her, and I, I hope others are inspired to do so. And if it doesn't work for Thursday for the luncheon, uh, standing in the gap, then there's just the, the donation or volunteering to c- continue this work and let it keep on growing. So, David, yeah, I... <laughs> thank you. And so, David, I do thank you for taking time with us today to to bring some spotlight on this, to open up awareness where people may not have known uh, that this existed. And, you know, we've had people moving into the area, so they may not be aware. So I am so grateful that you uh, gave us this really important overview and extended the invitation to be partners. Well, thank you so much for the invitation to have this conversation. I very much appreciate it. It means a lot to me. You're so welcome.